0: Today is session 4, and I, the Lord, wait, uh, those who know Daniel, in the book of Daniel, right? Those who know their God will do exploits. It's a year of Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit is, a, is the, the executor. That's why it's the book of Acts, action. All right, it's a year where the church is going to be activated to act on the word, miracles, signs, and wonders, blessings, as well as every area of our life. It's going to happen this year, provided we have the word and the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. So, those who know they are God. This, the revelations that we are continuing after the Hebrew alphabets, because without the basic knowledge of the uh, Hebrew alphabets, the 22 Hebrew alphabets, it will be very hard to catch more from the whole the Hebrew words. Right? Words are made up of alphabets. So it is from that teaching of the, the alphabets that when we come to the Word is easier to understand than from someone who totally have no, uh, uh knowledge at all of the alphabets. Yeah, I believe the you know the the holy spirit last year or this year. <laughs> we are coming to the last end of the year. Uh, twenty two alphabets, twenty two three weeks. How many months is that? Divide by. Uh, 21, 22 weeks. One week uh, four weeks divided by four about five months we spent by the wonderful grace of our Holy Spirit and help of Holy Spirit to dig into the Hebrew letters to understand how God works and moves and how powerful is God that changed lives of uh, the, the, the God of Jews is also the God of the new creation. Jesus has never changed. God has never changed. He is the God that changes not. He's the same. And if the new creation would catch and know the God of the Jews, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what happened to the Jews will also happen to us. Therefore, before we do anything about uh, learn about what is peace, what is shalom, what is all this. Let's know who is God, who is this God who prospered the Jews, who blessed the Jews, who chose them until this nation, Israel, is a nation that the world around is scared of. They displayed the glory of God. They displayed the mighty, their mighty God. What about the new creation? <laughs> It's all about go to church, come back from church and then live their own life as if there is no God. Very sad, right? But remember this. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. This church will no longer be one, the body of Christ, for those whom he have called and chosen all over the world, the ones who will respond to him and not to just churchianity, will be the ones that God will use in this last day revival and harvest of of souls. It has been put into the hearts of many pastors around the world that in these last days before rapture, they will be stirred up. There will be a revival, whether we like it or not, by the power of Holy Spirit. Not without him, Is empty. By the power of the Holy Spirit, bring out revival. Lost souls will be brought in in a way that man has not seen before. Any generation has not seen before. God is preparing sons and daughters. That's why it's warriors and not warriors who can go into the promised land like Joseph. uh, Joseph. uh, Joshua. These are the people who God will use and it's no longer our own strength, our own might. If we will follow him, we will listen to and see who he is. We will be the Joshua's who will go into the promised land and lead many others into the promised land and know who God is. Today, today, is understanding God's name, Yahweh. We have a, touched a little bit here and there of Yahweh or yud Hey vav in the al- study, well, studying the Hebrew alphabets. But today, sit at the what, uh, tip of your toe. <laughs> <laughs> because the revelation that God, Holy Spirit gave me, plus, you know, uh, leading me to some of the teaching here uh, the, that revelation really caused me to see again our God Yahweh who he is and how is this revelation of God as Yahweh is going to affect and change our lives in this world Exodus 6 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, now you shall see what I will do in to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is represent Egypt, represent the world, also represents Satan, the, the devil, right? For with strong hand he will let him go, let them go, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his hand. In Exodus, Exodus means departure, right? Coming out. Coming out. Okay? So the book of Exodus is about the children of Israel who came from the descendants of Abraham. And they were the promised seed, they were the promised people, the chosen ones. And then they were under, in with all their disobedience and their nonsense, they came under the uh uh brutality of the king of uh the, the, the pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Egypt Pharaoh or devil was torturing them, treating them as slaves, just like was their master. Okay, and they in that time they cried out to God. They knew the children of Israel knew they had a God. True, Abraham, uh, faith, and all that. So they, and each time they cried out to God, God will send a deliverer, same as today. That's the goodness of God. Old Testament is not lawful. It's about a wonderful God, Yahweh, the God of the Jews, who today is revealed in Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, to the church. So the Lord, they were all under slavery by Pharaoh of Egypt and God raised up Moses to deliver them. Okay, so it says, you will see. God wants us to see. You will see this word, see, as here physically they saw, but today spiritual eyes to be open. In the name of Jesus, every spiritual eye here be open to see Yahweh, who he is, who, what he does. So, That's what uh, God told Moses. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, so God is going to send Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of the bondage or slavery from Pharaoh. Today, our slavery is not a physical king or physical uh, person because none of you are slaves to anyone. But we we were slaves to sin. That means sin and all the effects of sin, sickness, trouble, disease, worries, fears, all that are the result of sin. And many believers are still under the control of fear, fear of lack, fear of losing someone, fear of all the insecurities and the fears are still there. Because we don't know who is Yahweh. We cannot see not say don't know. We have the head knowledge, right? (laughs) But we don't know. We cannot see. The spiritual eyes still blur blur. And when God wanted to send Moses to be the deliverer, he said to Moses, I am the Lord. Okay, first you have I am there, and the next one is the Lord. The Lord here has been translated the Lord, but in Hebrew it means I am Yahweh, okay? I am yud vav And look at this. I appeared, he said to Moses, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, so the Jews know that these are their, four, their fathers, right? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To Jacob as God Almighty, but my by my name Lord, I was not known to them. So this is the first time that God Elohim is revealing the meaning of Yahweh to the Hebrew people, first to Moses. Okay? He said, Yes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they knew me as Almighty God, but they don't know, I'm not revealed to them as Yahweh. So, this is the time that God is revealing to the children of Israel while they were under bondage. Slavery, hardship, brutal treatment by Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And how to come up from this uh, brutality, this slavery, this fears, insecurities, is when we have the revelation of God, Elohim, as Yahweh. Okay, look. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. I've also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. This year, we're going to be free of bondages. (laughs) Okay, bondages of mind, of, of wrong thinking, bondages of fear, of guilt, of slave, of what else? Uh, inferiority or worries those are all bondages how long do you want to still be under bondage (laughs) how long another 10 years you want to be still in fear no most of you are here because God has drawn you here because he wants to free you just the way he freed the children of Israel he heard their groaning he heard the cries of everyone here who have at one point or sometimes even every day without vocalizing it, telling God or telling speaking to someone there, help me, help me. I'm so under all this. And God heard the cries of your heart. God heard your heart, xiao Ling, That you want to be free of all these fears, of all these worries. It's not the difficulty or the challenge because there's nothing too hard for God. In this world, Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Rejoice because I've overcome the world. So it is not God removing all the difficulties. Although some he will do. Right? But it is we overcoming. We no more under the overcoming that fear, overcoming that worry, the fear of my children, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of what people think of me. And the list is so long. <laughs> it's like that's what is called bondage. A whole long list that is so heavy become like a burden on your shoulders. And sometimes we are out in the world with a smile that is so fake because the burden you're carrying is heavier than the good news you want to share with others. And Jesus and God in his mercy and grace, just as he was merciful to the children of Israel, his chosen people We are all his chosen during those days when they were under the oppression of the Pharaoh, the Egyptians. And he said, I going to free them from their bondage. They cried out to me. You see, there is a looking towards God. We are here in this place because we want to look to God for the answer, look to God for the strength, right? As long as we are going on our own out there, God cannot do anything. But the moment we come to him, he will answer us and he will give us, send us the deliverer. <clears throat> and he said, I remembered my, covenant god is a covenant god he made his covenant with abraham and he never forget it but sometimes the people are the the children stray away from him when everything is fine they move away but when all the problems come they came back to god and but still god is a god of mercy and grace he still listened to them basically because of his covenant with abraham See, it is not again how good we are. It's a God is a covenant God. God made a covenant with Jesus Christ at that cross two thousand years ago. That if Jesus Christ would die for you and me, for the for every human being on this planet, He will he, God has will forgive all the sins, all our sins, those who acknowledge Him as their Lord and Savior. You see the word Lord is there. I will go uh, more into that. So God is covenant. He said he blessed the children of Israel not because they are good and faithful. You can see from their history they are just like us. (laughs) The Jews are just like us. They are not different from us. Everything is fine. We forget God. Everything not fine. We come back to God. Okay. That is the result of sin. Yeah. But Things are going to change. It's not going to be like that anymore. So God is a covenant. God said, I love you. I chose you. Not because you are good. Not because you are. Therefore, therefore, there's nothing for us to boast. But because he loves us. He is good. He is merciful. Not we are good or we are merciful. That's why we live our lives not by our own righteousness, our own goodness, but we are dead. That old self, with their old uh, self, self ability, self confidence died, and this is the new person, drawing from God. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, "See, I am the Lord. That means I am Yahweh or Jehovah. I will bring you out from the under the burdens of the Egyptians." So God promised the Jews that He will bring them out. From what? From burdens. So one part is going out. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an upstretched arm and great judgments. So through Jesus Christ today, we have He has retaken us out in the spirit. Okay? Out from the burdens of Egyptian, of this world, out of guilt, sin consciousness, out of inferiority, out of fears, panic attacks. <laughs> okay. He has taken us out of that sense of unworthiness, of sin, the bondage of sin that is like burdening people. But the thing is, when there are a lot of people who have gone out, (laughs) supposedly in the spirit, have taken out. But out already go (laughs) where? When you go out of your room, you enter into another room. You don't go out and drop into the sea unless you're at a cliff. (laughs) Even at a cliff, there is no door. When it says out, there is a door. And you go out of that door, you enter another place. When we come out from the bondage of sin, we have to go into another place. And that's where many believers have not gone into. They are out and then hanging in the sky. <laughs> hanging somewhere, <laughs> holding onto the window. They didn't enter. So where? You should know by now, right? Out and into where? Out of judgment. God, don't judge us anymore. God, don't condemn us anymore. So all of us have heard the word of grace, have heard what Jesus said, and know, oh, thank you, Lord. You don't judge me anymore. Thank you. I'm not condemned anymore. I can do. And my sins are forgiven past, present, future. But there is another thing. You out from somewhere, you go in somewhere. I take. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. Is he the God of Pastor Deborah? Is he only the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? Or Can you say with a loud voice, with great confidence, my God, my God. That's why Philippians says, uh, Paul says in Philippians, my God shall supply all your needs. We are are still at the state, my God supply all my needs. (laughs) Still about God please supply all my needs, whereas the one who knows their God, like Paul, will be able to say to someone else, my God will be able to supply all your needs as you minister to me, as you bless me, as you take care of me, my God will supply all your needs, that's what the Philippian church did for Paul, they ministered to him, and he declared that, same as Elijah the prophet, and all the men and women of God, as they preached the gospel, They were able to say, my God shall heal you. My God is able to do this for you. My God. And the believers have no confidence to say, my God. My God, who is this God? Yahweh. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. Okay, we will go into that very soon. I am Yahweh, your God. The Lord means Yahweh. Okay. The Lord, Yahweh, your God. I am Yahweh, your God. Elijah, Abigail, Hannah, Elsa, Chenglan, and everyone here. Who brings you out? So Yahweh brought them out from under the burdens of the Egyptian. From under the burden of the world, of this world, of the sin. This world is the res, the sin is not God put one. It is a result of sin, man's sin, from Adam's sin. Sin came into this world, sickness came in, fear came in, inferiority, unworthiness, all this came in. It's not God's fault. And God redeemed himself by assuming that responsibility and the liability and sending Jesus Christ to die and take the punishment for our sin on the cross. So he took us out from the burden of Egyptian or, from, or for, the, for the Jews. And then out, and then there must be in, right? <laughs> take you out and then go where? <laughs> okay? I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham Isaac and Jacob, and I will give it to you. This is the grace and the mercy and the goodness of God. As a heritage. And again, he said, Why is he able to do this? They're in the physical realm. The Jews, about two point uh, something million of them, were under the bondage of the Egyptian, of Pharaoh. That means they were slaves. How can God now? Take them out from slavery this is the physical you can see you know a whole nation of people millions of them were slaves to a group of people called the Egyptians they were under the bondage that means they had to work day and night Uh, if you work day and night you're also under bondage (laughs) okay yeah you go read day and night working That's bondage, right? Stress until they have to cry out to God. And then he says, I want to take you out from this situation in your life where every day is headache, every day is worry, every day is fear, every day there's something inside your head that is not at rest. And he says, I'm taking you out from that condition. Okay, but for the Jews. Today is what Jesus did do for us first, in the spirit. Because first he has to come and redeem us in our spirit, set us free. There, that is uh, the ministry of Jesus. In Isaiah sixty one, and Luke four. But for this uh, incident here in Exodus, it was a physical one. Okay, can you imagine? We sent Elijah low to go and you know set two million people free. You have to fight all the Egyptian, the warriors, the the soldiers, and all that cannot. Uh, can do or not. <laughs> physically, can do or not physically, cannot. Who is even Elsa, the mighty boxer, <laughs> can deliver? Even to set to to take one slave out from that uh, Egyptian uh, kingdom, also not easy, right? how physically strong you are, so cannot. Uh. <laughs> okay? Because the, the ruler there got soldiers. Pharaoh got soldiers. just like the devil got his soldiers, his demons. All right, He got soldiers. Cannot. How? That's why. But he said, I will take you, God said, I will take you out and I will bring you into the land. The milk or honey, now you understand a little bit about the milk right which is El Shaddai the almighty tea all right and then of sustenance and you can drink freely so when he give to you this land or promise to the children of Israel it is for heritage it is a result of covenant so it's for your inheritance but many of our believers today also got inheritance in Christ but not claiming their inheritance not living in that inheritance or not even know what is the inheritance <laughs> okay so and he said how can i do it how can i deliver you telling moses how am i going to bring this how are you I'm going to use you a man to bring out this two uh, two 2.2 million over people out of egypt out of pharaoh rule and thumb because he said i am the lord i am the lord means uh, we're going to say, I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. That's why I'm able to save my people from the burden and the tyranny of Pharaoh, the Egyptian. So if we don't know I am the Lord, then we, ha- we, don't under- we won't be able to come up from, it. although spiritually we already come up because we believe in Jesus, that's done. But experientially, not yet. Okay? now let's see that's why when we receive jesus it's not just as savior it's lord and savior master because there are two masters here even in this uh uh this incident if the one master is pharaoh i am the lord yahweh is god as master god as the lord okay so who is able to give you the to to take two million people out from slavery i am the lord yahweh so moses spoke thus to the children of israel but they did not heed moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage the children of israel cannot see god that's sad right normally it's only the pastor of the church that can see god (laughs) the rest are still trembling in fear of anguish and cruel bondage because they've lived all their lives under sin, under bondage of fear, of fear of lack, of fear of, of no one take care of them, or fear of what other fears you have. And then suddenly this man said, I can, you know what God said? I'm going to take you out. They also didn't hit Moses. They don't really believe him. Because of all that cruel bondage. They look at Moses and they see a man. Today, you see Jesus. What do you see? You see a man? You look at the Bible, you see only a book. It's what we see. It's the revelation. Very important. If we see Jesus as the son of a carpenter, as another human being who born and died, and so-called resurrected, if we didn't see that resurrection from our spirit, then we will be like the children of Israel. Their spirit is still in anguish. They're still striving in this world because of how many years of cruel bondage, how many years I have to work hard to, uh, you know, people say, I, I worked so hard all my years. It's my hard work that got me where I am today. They got me a bank account got Savings. Isn't that what men talk about? Hard work, hard life. Everything hard, hard, hard. This is what the Egyptians went through. If you read in Exodus 1, it said the hardship, the, the, the Pharaoh was hard on them. The Egyptians were hard. And you struggle to life. Some of you may be without parents, orphans, or whatever struggle we went through. And then you come out hard. You say, why are you to me about God? If I didn't work hard, to work hard, <laughs> study hard, pray hard, everything hard. I won't be here today. This is self-righteousness. And God wants to move us from there to see our Savior and Redeemer is Jesus Christ. We turn to him and realize that we cannot do it anymore. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, go in. Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. Go where? Go into the world. When you realize that who your God is, then you can go into the world. <laughs> That's what I say. Not about go to church, go to that building. And then it's the church. Jesus said, go out into the world. Go out into the world. When you have re- know who your God is. But many Christians are still sitting on their bench, nice cozy chairs, in a nice church, building. But not going into the world with the supernatural power, energy, life of Jesus Christ. Go to the world, go into the world, go in. That is the great commission. Go into the world, not go to church. (laughs) We are here together to hear his word. Church is no longer a building. I heard one uh, preacher said this beautiful, 2021, 2020 and 2021, the year of the pandemic. It's so beautiful. I never heard, this is not a rabbi. This is a normal uh, 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 American uh, preacher or, or pastor. And it was like speaking in line with everything that God has, uh, Is a recent one, in line with everything that God has, been speaking to us here in Beautiful Ashes in the last six months or one year about the Hebrew letters as well. You know, and he, 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 he was saying that 2021, 20, 2020 the pandemic started. 2021 is one, I left. Silent, the whole world was quiet. God and then 2022 the two is the letter back. Where Jesus came, the dwelling. God in 2020, 2021, was reconstructing his church. You see why the second coming is so near. He is changing the whole concept of his body on this earth. No more in a physical building, go to church. 2020, the, the pandemic caused a whole reconstruction of our idea or concept of church the real church and there was a detachment then the real people were the ones who who still filled with the holy spirit who still met together of course there was zoom and all that the building was gone empty no more whatever how beautiful how many millions of dollars a physical building was 2020 the pandemic caused a reconstruction of god's church it's the believers who still know their God in the midst of this reconstruction. It's just like the book of Acts, who still continue worshipping God together. This is the real church, not the physical building. And then this year, the third one, year 5783-2023, number three, Pei Gimel, AT is the Gematria, or numerical value of pay, the decade of pay, all right, 10 years of pay, of declaration, of speaking. We have been, I've been sharing all that, all right, until Jesus comes, most probably in this decade before 2030. It's a year of declaration, declaring as what God spoke to Moses and said, Speak, go, tell, tell the devil instead of scared of the devil. (laughs) Tell, tell the world the good news. Don't be just enclosed inside one building. Tell Pharaoh, tell the devil, Satan, you've been defeated. Let my children go. Let my people go. God is about to do another great deliverance. Whoa, I love that. (laughs) As I share it, uh, such anointing and power because it's, this is what God is doing. It's not only me sharing. Many pastors and leaders. The year of Gimel, I'll share that more and more throughout this year. Number three, 2023, the last letter. Is the year of the rich man chasing the poor man for abundance. The camel year. I shared that a little bit in one of the Sunday teaching about Rebecca, the camel, God choosing, choosing, send Isaac out, the son, uh, rather, Holy Spirit, the servant, to go and find a bride for Isaac, the son, Jesus Christ, resembling Jesus Christ. The church is to be the bride. And this bride fed all the camels. Camels are bringing goodies, blessings. The bride of Christ today, the church, are those ones who have received from the Lord and will give out, give. Gimel is a giver. Keep giving. We are blessed to be a blessing. God will not put abundance onto any one of his children who will just keep it for themselves. It's a year of great abundance, but he will look for the hearts of the people who are giving out. Tomorrow, I'll share a little bit more on that, because after Gimel is Dalet, okay, go back here. (laughs) Tell Pharaoh to let the children go. This is our mission. Go and tell the devil, get out from this person's life. Get out from that person's life. Get out, get out, get out. Let my people go. And God, is Yahweh is going to do something. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, the children of Israel have not heeded me. How then shall Pharaoh heed me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. So now Moses representing man. <laughs> I cannot do our uh, God. I cannot speak. Uh. Anyway, when God wants to do something, you don't care about whether you can or cannot. <laughs> All right. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. The Lord, Yahweh, today we're talking about Yahweh and the meaning of Yahweh, may it go deep inside our spirit this morning, spoke to Moses and Aaron. Aaron is a brother of Moses, right? And gave them a command for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh king of Egypt to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. This year also is a great command and in the years to come, the, the the Great Commission is the command of our Lord Jesus. If you say, Jesus, there's no more commandment. <laughs> then, go back, look at Matthew. There's one more commandment. Go into the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. For lo, I am with you. And today, you will also find out the meaning of lo. Okay. To bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Same Command, but the thing is he's not asking us to do out of our own ability because Moses, as a human being, also cannot speak properly. Okay. Or rather, he was humbled by God to a place he was a prince. He was with, you know, he can speak very well, a great orator as a prince of the Egyptian court or palace. But God had to humble him 40 years. So in the wilderness until he came to the place, he had to depend on God he know he cannot do it that's when god will use a man or a woman and it came to pass on the day the lord spoke to moses see one day god speak to moses already a lot of things can happen so don't don't let god speak to you many many days (laughs) again and again god had to speak and speak and speak and speak and then still no response on the day the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord, in the land that the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "I am the Lord." You see, keep on reminding Moses. Now, you see, remember the verse just now. This Yahweh revelation, the Lord revelation, was not revealed to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but now He's going to reveal it to Moses and the children of Israel. I am the Lord. I am the Lord that have sent you. If we don't know Yahweh, we cannot go out, or rather, we go out with fear and fear. Speak to Pharaoh. So, what was Moses' part was to speak to Pharaoh, not the Pharaoh speak to him today Christians if every day listen to what devil is saying <laughs> Pharaoh is talking to you all the time but we are to speak to Pharaoh speak to the devil instead of devil talking to you listening to all the lies of the devil is the expertise of almost Christians no more okay if this continue to happen in your life where you are listening the devil is speaking to you instead then then you will, always be there you cannot rise up and go and set God's people free but if you will know God as Yahweh you'll be one who will go and speak to the devil not not having a conversation but tell him get out of those of not your life only the lives of the people that's why it is about God raising up a mature people a mature church who will grow up and go into the world and save people who are under bondage of the devil. Stop looking at ourselves and see me and me, poor thing. <laughs> My family, very poor thing. Me, very poor thing. I'm not worthy. Stop it. See Yahweh and go out as who you are, a warrior, mighty man of valor. Gideon, if you are there. <laughs> God has called you, mighty man of valor. Go. And what do you say to the devil you don't have a conversation what's your name devil (laughs) no you just tell him all that i say to you that's why i ask you to do meditation and confession putting god's word into your heart so that you can speak god's word out to all those lines to the devil having a nice time having dinner with you breakfast with you lunch with you <laughs> and they are saying oh nice conversation no speak to the devil the lies when you have put god's word what i say to you if we don't know what god is saying how are we going to speak to the devil we don't even know the devil is talking what i say to you very important yahweh is what god is saying to you that's why in you know We need to know without a vision, without knowing what God is saying, the people will perish. They will lie in slumber, God's people. But today, there will be an abundance of revelation. If we will take the time to listen. But Moses said before the Lord, Behold, I'm of uncircumcised lips. How shall Pharaoh heed me? He was still looking at himself of his weaknesses. But the Lord said, so the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you as God to Pharaoh. The devil, right? Elohim, right? Supernatural. Even, of course, in the Old Testament, God cannot, Jesus not yet uh, die or went to go, go to the cross, so God cannot live in man. But God will come in, the Holy Spirit will come, on the prophets, priests, and kings for a certain time to accomplish a certain mission, and then he goes up, because he cannot live in them, because they are still unholy. So, I have made you, God is talking to an ordinary human being like us, flesh and blood, need to go toilet one, okay, need to eat, that means human being, don't think Moses is uh, made of iron, he's still made of flesh, can bleed one if you cut. But God said it's because of His God, right? Elohim, the all powerful one, the only one God, creator. I made you as God. So this is Elohim again, right? This is God. That means I made you supernatural. I made you powerful. I made you like a Superman, Wonder Woman. I made you as God. To who? To Pharaoh, to the devil at that time today in christ that's supposed that's who we are in christ you are greater than the devil of instead of listening and having conversation and listening to his lies listen to god's word and speak to the devil as though god inside you is speaking to the devil to those lies of not good enough, of fear, of lack, and so forth. Emmanuel, God with us. May our eyes open and see the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. I think everyone need to meditate this more. Holy Spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit that is living inside me, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, until you rise up and said instead of looking in and say i'm not worthy huh? nobody loves me huh? i have made you as god to pharaoh and aaron your brother will be your prophet you shall speak all that i command you speak god created this earth towards words learning the hebrew letters the pay the year of pay gimel speak speak what <laughs> everyone i don't know what to speak oh dear that's where Meditation, confession, hearing more of God's word instead of hearing devil's word will give you the words to speak out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaker, what you put inside your heart, garbage in, garbage out. We speak the the words of the world. Very good at it. You can lecture your children from A to Z. (laughs) That is your uh, grandmother teaching. I'm not going against that. All right some are good. But if you will speak supernatural words, faith-filled words, God's words that are filled with power and supernatural energy, then what will you get? The manifestation of God's supernatural power will be manifested. The Holy Spirit will manifest in bringing about miracles into your lives and to the lives of others. It's a year of miracles. Speak, provided you're speaking God's word and not human wisdom or world's wisdom, God's wisdom. And Aaron will tell Pharaoh to tell, to send, Aaron is the interpreter, (laughs) to tell the, send the children of Israel out of this land. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my sign and my wonders in the land of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not heed you so that I may lay my hand, look at, on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. Signs and wonders are things that supernatural that people can see. And it is an act, an action, right? Doing, healing the sick, and so forth in today, meaning. And much more than that, okay. I will multiply. So first, he's going to God is going to show. He do all these things by whose hand? His hand. I will lay my hand on Egypt, and bring my armies. Look, his people, the Jews at that time, the Israelites, they were not <laughs> even that a soldier army you have if you read through the old testament you see the people the enemies actually fear the god of the jews or the israelites but the israelites always after a while rejoice in their victories that god has given them and after that will go back into fear of the enemy isn't sounds like a little bit like (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah, hallelujah, I'm safe. <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> and then after a while, wow, a lot of enemy uh, come in, uh, then slowly surrender to enemy. <laughs> but God still see each one of his children with potential, with the power that he put inside us. There's a potential to be released, and he saw his armies there. In all the people who think they are weak and oppressed. And they are his people, most of all. He's going to bring them by a great display of the mighty hand of God. Then Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord commanded them. The Lord, yud heh He or Yahweh, or Jehovah. And Moses, that time, was 80 years old. And Aaron, 83 years old, when they spoke to Pharaoh. (laughs) So, anyone? above 80 or 83 here, <laughs> Elijah, they are still below 80 or 83. At 80 years old, God sent, what was Moses' job? To go and take out the, take the God's armies and people, children out of the world, out of Egypt. Today is taking the Egypt mentality out of us because we, are, we cannot c- come off of this world. We are here on this planet. But the thing is, where the devil has come in and, and built a kingdom, <laughs> and set up his kingdom of Egypt, where is Egypt today? All inside the head of every believer. Very sad, right? The kingdom is there. Devil's kingdom is there. But God said, no, you have been dethroned. And for us now, we... All right, speak to the lies, the devil lies over the mind and get up when we build that spirit man. It was 83 and 80. That means there's no one too old in physical age to go and set captives free. It's regardless of age, physical age. All right, young or old, everyone can be used by God to save souls to bring, save souls, that means you're saving someone from something. If you don't realize that, you may not even do anything, right? People are under bondage. Do you have a heart for these people that Jesus had? That compassion that Jesus had, and he looked into the world, and he saw the people as lost sheep. I will buy one sheep for everyone to look at you every day. (laughs) But then they were out of stock. <laughs> Only Elsa got the sheep and the gimel, and remind you that you are a gimel to go and look for this lost sheep that the people are lost outside. Jesus had that compassion. May we be filled with God's compassion, the Lord's compassion, as He saved us to go and chase after the lost sheep, the poor man, poor in the spirit. And give them what Jesus has given you, and wants to give to them. So no more, I'm too old or too young. Then how did God, Yahweh, deliver them? Ten plates, right? That's why you all watch in the YouTube or movies, Hollywood, show you the the ten ten plates that was uh that. God, gave, God showed his mighty hand. Moses, a human being, can do all this? I cut it out because if I go through all, it's very, very many few chapters. All right, You can read it for yourself because you need to see Yahweh. And you're coming to it. Who is Yahweh? He says, I am Yahweh. I'm going to lead you out. Lead you to take about 2.5 million people out of Egypt. Even to take... Ten people to go for a to go somewhere also very difficult already right. One want to go here, one want to go there. <laughs> These are millions of people, and God is not going to just. That's who God is, Yahweh. He's going to reveal Himself as Yahweh now through His mighty hand. So you see, ten plates there. All are supernatural. One is the now river turned to blood. Okay, but all of course point out to Jesus as well. But I'm not going to go into all that. I just want to show you something about the mighty hand of God here. Supernatural. The river turned to blood. Anyone in your lifetime have seen river turn to blood? No, right? So it is a supernatural act of God. Plague of rocks. We have seen plague of virus, COVID. (laughs) Plague of rocks? No. It, but it happened during Moses' time. Okay, because what happened all these plagues? Why God sent all these plagues? Because Pharaoh refused to let the children of children of God or children of Israel out of Egypt. So God showed 10 has a, num, has a meaning. We will come to that. Remember, you're learning the Hebrew alphabets. Letter 10 is what? The plague of frogs, the plague of lice, the plague of uh, mosquitoes more than likely or nets, the plague of flies, uh marine pestilence with cute cattle, okay, plague of boils and blame sores and painful skin infection. Skin infection is a curse. Don't live with it. It's a curse. It's not a blessing from God. And we have been redeemed. So speak to that skin infection. Speak until it goes. By faith. The plague of hail, the fire and thunder, the plague of locusts, the plague of darkness, the death of the firstborn, uh, that's supposed to go to number 10. The death of firstborn, another line. Eh? The death of firstborn is the last plague and the beast. Okay, where? Then only Pharaoh, all these are supernatural, nothing natural about it. And then only Pharaoh let the children of Israel go. So today, Jesus supernaturally defeated the devil 2,000 years ago. Then only he set us all free, all the gates, the prison doors were open. In the spirit. So remember, we are spirit, soul, and body. You say, when I don't see my freedom, the freedom first is in the spirit, the freedom of not being good enough, from from not being good enough, from unworthiness, from fear, from shame, from guilt. And all these are evident in the, the way we act in our life. We are trying to get more power, more security, collect more riches to make us more confident. You have more bank account, you feel more confident. The bank account, zero, then you feel less confident. You drive big car, you feel confident. Okay. No more on the things of this world. Okay. God is supernaturally delivered our spirit, man. And is going to, the, the for us to change this, to get Egypt out of our mind. Okay. So, Number 10 is the gematria or the numerical value of the letter U. Everyone can remember <laughs> letter U. So when we learn those letters, it's not just for Hebrew knowledge. It has a meaning. By my mighty hand, God said, I will set my people free. U in the ancient means yet or arm or close hand or fiery hand. It means Work, throw, make. The meaning of this letter is work, make, and throw. The function of the hand. So when God delivered yud he or rather Yahweh, delivered the children of Israel, he was showing his power, his mighty hand, the Yud. And it's number 10. That's why there were 10. 10 demonstration of supernatural judgment on Egypt to set his people free. The hand. Psalms one three six ten 10 to 14. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy and yours forever, brought out Israel from among them for his mercy and yours forever, with a strong hand, with an outstretched arm for his mercy and yours forever. David. King David recognized the mercy of God. And to him who divided the Red Sea into two. So after that, there was more miracles, signs and wonders. All these are actions, manifestations, supernatural display of an almighty God. Creator of heaven and earth. To him, he divided the Red Sea in two for his mercy and yours. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. Read your Bible. With the eyes of Holy Spirit, we open eyes. Don't see it just as a story, which Hollywood sometimes, you know, you see. Oh, so wonderful! And then you come back into this natural world and live as if this God doesn't exist anymore. This God who does all these supernatural acts, but He is the same. With a strong hand, the youth, the little that holds a lot. God, don't need the little atom we learned in the previous uh, teaching on the youth. God, don't need big, big, the most powerful things in this world, the atom and all those signs we all learn are very small and minute. This is the power of God. So let's look at the again. So Yud is the first letter of Yahweh's name, right? yud he, ba, he. That is Yahweh. The first letter, if we don't know God as the mighty God, as the one with the mighty hand, as the one who does miracle signs and wonders, that's why we cannot live with the manifestation Of all these powers today, not only Moses can do all this through Jesus Christ, Elijah can do, Abigail can do, Hannah can do, Elsa can do, Chang-Lan can do, Sarah, Jemima, John, Rebecca, Lydia, because we are all filled with the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Who lives inside us? The Holy Spirit did all these mighty works, opened the Red Sea, right? Brought all the ten plagues. So because the the world cannot see anything that the the Pharaoh don't want to let go, but he cannot stop when all these things begin to happen right in front of his eyes. So the first letter is hey. Are you going to see God as powerful, or we see God? cannot do much one your problem is bigger than god this type of problem ah, i think god cannot solve we may say it but we don't believe it this cancer god cannot heal this sickness hereditary one god don't have power to heal it this is all going out in the kingdom of pharaoh here (laughs) we are supposed to have The mind of Christ, not the mind of the world, not Egypt here. We're supposed to renew this mind, right, by building our spirit man with the word of God. And all Pharaohs have to go out, all Egyptians have to leave. Youth is very important, all right, when we want to come out of Egypt, of bondage, and also in every aspect of. Our lives to experience Him. See that God's hand is more powerful than your boss's hand to give you increment. <laughs> oh, to give you blessing. Oh, if we see our own hand more powerful, we missed it. We've missed the first letter of Yahweh, which is God's hand. He can turn, he can put, change government, he can change. He can do those mighty signs and wonders. What can God not able to do? It's only our eyes not open. Read again, Exodus. Read again the miracles that Jesus did. Read again your supernatural God. Don't put God back into a box. The letter He is the next letter. It's the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Its numerical value is five. Now, all of us only think five is grace and then finish. No, it's much more powerful than that. There are two Yud-Heh-Baf-Heh, two, which is Yahweh, the first light, right? That means if, God, if God's name, Yahweh, has got two Heh inside, first start with the Yud, it's a mighty God, the hand of God. And then that is supernatural, that can do anything that man cannot do. And then, got two hay. So hay must be a very important letter for God's name to be comprised of two hay. So what is this hay in God's name? Okay. Hay is constructed from a dalet and a, a foot, which is the actually the youth or the foot. So you can see dalet there, the picture of dalet. And then the foot taken from the gimel. So I like this one is extracted from uh, one rabbi. Okay, a little bit of it here and then a little bit of mine. The sage is taught the gimel, which means to give. All right, gimel means to give. Gives as it were a part of his foot to the dialect. And the poor person, and that becomes the next letter, hey. So you see, aleph, bad. Gimel, Dalet, hey. So Dalet is only top and down. Gimel, who came to give, in a way, Jesus. And then remember, each letter represents God as well as can represent us, man. So Gimel gave to the Dalet. Dalet Dalet is the poor person. All right. It talks about physical, physical realm, physical man. So now, gave one foot to the Dalet, now the Dalet has a foot there and become the next letter A. so it represents a unification of giving and receiving therefore it's a letter of great unity and completeness okay for those who are uh, teaching in placing uh, uh, jewels yeah some of the things you are not you're not going to be able to teach to the kids right? because uh, it's a little bit deep all right <clears throat> then Joseph said to the people, Behold, I have brought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. So we're going to look at the word hey, right? The letter hey. And it is inside Genesis 47 23 or, and many other verses as well. Lo, here is seed for you, you shall sow the land. Lo, <laughs> so, Elijah, lo, is made up of hey and alet. It actually said behold. It means lo, hey, behold, see, look. That's the word hey. So when Joseph took the, uh, you know, uh, provided uh, grains and uh, food for the, they were, ha- they were having a famine, right? This is why he said, "Lo, I was talking to the people. That means, "Hey, hey, behold, see. Okay, so lo, Elijah lo, see <laughs> That's the meaning. Lo, behold, Hey means behold, See, it's like a window. It's see, begin to see spiritual eyes open, see, see. Here is the seed for you, and you shall sow the land. So when uh, God used Joseph as a prince, as a prime minister to the pharaoh, Egyptian pharaoh, this is another, another scene already, another time. And he gave the seed to the people to sow. He says, you shall sow the land. Behold, see, see the seed, see the seed. The seed can also mean Jesus. See, everything, the revelation. The name of the letter appears, hey, appears in this verse. Take, lo, or hey, for yourself. See, take, or hey, expresses revelation of self in the act of giving of oneself to one to another. Giving to others is in the form of self-expression in the ultimate gift of self. Jesus sold himself. He gave himself for humanity, for this world, for you and me. When he gave, he didn't hold back any part of himself. He gave himself, whole person, his time, his energies, his life. What is your life made of? Money, time. He gave all this, his whole life, to us, to you and me to humanity hey see see hey see see hey when we call someone we say hey in the secret of the letter of gimel, the rich man gives of himself to the poor man we are not just giving some money to someone who's poor we're not just giving some hope you know some something to someone we give of yourself gimel talks about giving of himself jesus being the example he gave of himself he gave of his time he gave of his life he gave of everything that he had leaving heaven for us everything that he owned to the poor man in the form of charity so when we give it's not just okay i give you 50 dollars we give from our heart from ourselves, from our time. Sometimes it is much more than that. That's why the man, and woman of God, the pastor, the evangelist, the, the real uh, people, they don't calculate with God. <laughs> this time I'm not free. I'm not saying that we, we all don't need to go and all that. Okay? But in our heart we have given ourselves to God and given ourselves to humanity for Him. Not just as a charitable act of as a, as a good person. All right, from the Lord. The highest form of charity is when the giver is completely concealed from the receiver, in order to be from the Talmud, that is the Hebrew uh the, the Jewish teachings. In order not to embarrass him, as it said, the concealed gift subdues anger. So the greatest for the Jews, the highest form of charity or giving is the giver is totally hidden. Look at this. Here is the secret of the letter He. The gift itself is the relation and expression of self, drawing the receiver into the essence of the giver. Joseph, the speaker of the verse, took take for yourself seed, corresponds to the Sephirah yesud, whose function is to express itself in the form of giving seed. He was giving grain, but grain for food for them to eat. Seed for them to sow. That's the difference between grain and seed. That's why when we talk about sowing and reaping, right, it says God gives bread for the, uh, the one who eats and seed for the sower. Seed, God gave, Jesus gave us his life. Therefore, it can produce life in us. That seed of Jesus Christ came into our spirit and is supposed to bring forth life not only to ourselves, but to others. That seed needs to be nurtured, watered with God's word and the Holy Spirit with the anointing. And then only can this life be reproduced in you to bless others with the life of Jesus. It's not just about giving 50 ringgit, 100 ringgit, or 1,000 ringgit. It's about seed, life being given for. We are become givers, we are concealed. Joseph was hidden. Where is it? Joseph first gave grain to his brothers. They had no food to eat. They were starving. So he gave them the grain to eat. They were unable to recognize him in that giving because Joseph's heart was totally rebuilt, remolded by God. Right? He went through all those seasons in his life, testing and all that. He was humble. He He saw God in his life and when he gave, he forgave their sins. Forgive is also, there's a word, give inside them. Inside. Instead of holding people's uh, grudges against what people have done back to us, you give them the grace of forgiveness. Forgiveness is giving. You are giving them because you receive forgiveness. God gave you forgiveness. Now you can give others forgiveness the grain and then they were unable to recognize him most of us we give something the whole world knows especially politician (laughs) i tell you because i work with politicians before and i saw with my own eyes the reporter come big check they have what they call mock check and then take photograph appear in newspaper so and so has given three thousand to whichever we may not do exactly like that call reporters Okay? But sometimes this is how we give. We have to be seen. And the God's way of giving is not like that. Right? Cannot be seen. He, the, the, they, they didn't recognize. The brothers, when they were receiving the grain from uh, Joseph, they didn't recognize him as their brother. He was so much inside. His, hidden inside the giving. Similar to the Dalai in relation to the gimlet or gimel. Upon his revelation to his brothers and thereby to all of Egypt, his giving became that of the hay. Instead of grain, he now gave seed. So not just to eat, but because of his his life inside him was God's life, Joseph was hidden. They only saw he was giving them life actually, the grain was life to them they saw God's provision in the giving they didn't see just their brother whom they persecuted or mistreated Gemel giving to Dalek is not to boast of our ability to give but receiving from Jesus, Jesus was hidden many people, you see the Bible says that he forgave. He came where no one knew him. Jesus came. He didn't announce. You see, his the way he was born was in a manger. Only the wise men were given were led to him. The rest don't know him. It was a quiet night. That's why they call Silent Night. Nobody knew that the King of Kings was born. The one that was prophesied by the prophets of old. The prophecy was going to be fulfilled 2,000 years ago. And today another prophecy is going to be fulfilled very soon. The second coming of Jesus. Quietly in a manger there was no home for him, no hotel. He was selfless from day one. God becoming man, incarnate. And that's why he filled each one of us, that we can be that gemel to the world, not boasting of ourselves, but totally immersed in the goodness of God, hidden, and giving seed. That's where we give life without obligation to anyone that I have to return this goodness of what you have, someone has have done to me. God said, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for you, Elsa. Christ died for me. Christ died for me. While we were still sinners, while we don't recognize him, while we don't recognize there's a God, we don't recognize that this baby is God himself. We didn't recognize, we didn't see, we were blind, we were going our own way. He came down, hidden from man, to go and walk to the cross and take your sin and my sin. May we see, hey, Hey, see, behold, behold him. Behold God who was hidden in his giving, whose self he put down himself. He was like a wheat, a wheat of grain that fell to the ground. He was stripped himself of all self-dignity, of all self-pride. And he had every reason to be not to do that because he is the king of kings, the creator. But he humbled himself, the Bible say, he humbled himself and took the form of man so that he can take your sin, Xiaoling. So they can take your sin, Lydia. You can take my sin. And he was even, we, we didn't even know him. We didn't even recognize him when he was born 2,000 years ago. This is the Gimel, the heart of Gimel, of Jesus Christ. He gave now seed, seed is the meaning of seed is anything that can be sown, that seed, seed, life, put life inside us and now we can put seed into other people's lives. The soul possesses three dimensions of expression or garments, this is the Hebrew uh, teaching in the termolo- t- terminology of Kabbalah and Chassidut. so that the Jews have this understanding And I find it very interesting if today we will understand God as the way the Jews understand God. Your life will be different. So they have three three parts. Thought, speech, and action. Thinking, and then they speak, and then there's an action, right? The higher garment is an expression of one's inner intellect and emotions to oneself. All right, remember we talked spirit, soul, and body. So the thinking, whatever you think, will bring forth the corresponding emotion. The process of the intellect and emotions become conscious through thought. How do you know about things? About you know, it's because of the thought that comes to you. So it's from your intellect. It's similar to one's give to giving oneself the unconscious domain of the soul. So the thought life is the soul realm. To another. One state of consciousness. So you are consciousness. You are conscious of Elsa is here. Because of your thoughts. The thoughts. Your eyes, physical senses see Elsa in the zoom. And your thought says Elsa is here. (laughs) Okay. So this brings about the consciousness of another person. Or something. All through the thought. The soul area. The will, the mind and the emotions. And then you feel very happy Elsa is here. When you think Elsa is here. Okay. So the two lower garments, speech and ex- action, express oneself to others. So in your thought, you're happy to see Elsa, or rather, you, you think Elsa is here. That is your thinking. And then now you, you feel also the emotion of happiness. Okay. But this will not be expressed without speech. So now Elsa doesn't know that you are happy that she's here. Or you're thinking, Elsa is here. So until you say out, Elsa, (laughs) nice to see you. That is expression. Okay, you begin to speak it out. So if you don't speak out, who knows? There's no mind reading around. All right. But the expression of what we think or feel comes up from your mouth. And then the action. Here here in Zoom, we cannot do anything. Or maybe your action is to wave. And then do all the what love sign. <laughs> that's your action. Okay. So, or better action if in physical meeting, uh, then Abigail will bring chlorophyll to her a drink. <laughs> okay, that's your action of love towards someone, and that you're happy to see that person. So the action reflects what is in your mind, what's in what you want to to uh, say or feel about that person. So expression of thought speech and action of course today we, we have this part called the spirit the three lines you compose the form of hey so you see hey like that like that and then three lines right one dalit one line up horizontal vertical and one more small one the upper horizontal line to the thought that's the top part the head right Then we'll be learning about the rash as well the right vertical line to speech so to convey to express from the thought to the, down there, the speech, the unattached foot, which is the youth, all right, or the foot given by the gimel to complete the dalet, is the action part. The horizontal line symbolizes a state of equal equanimity. The continuous horizontal flow of thought is the contemplation of how God is found equally in every place and everything. This also, we were made in the image of God. So that now you can see in Yud, He, Va, He, two He's there, how God actually exists in this world. I am that I am. He is the self-existing one. So through the Yud, the powerful one, the two letters of He, we're going to see how God actually exists in this world. In every place and everything. That's why he is omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent, all powerful, omnipresent everywhere. And omni, omnipresent everywhere. Omnipotent, omnipre, omniscient. He knows everything. So we cannot tell God, God, you don't know, huh? You don't know my situation. Nah. <laughs> he knows everything. So, in this understanding, a little understanding of this letter Hey, of these three, three uh, lines, We will see God knows everything and how God expresses himself also. The original point of speech, the right vertical line of the head, is directly connected to the line of thought. So today, man can use this. The thoughts have become corrupted because of sin. The spirit that was connected to God died, right? when Adam sinned. So first, everyone must be born again first. But the world take up the spirit part because they don't know how to be born again how to connect back to god so they just uh and uh concentrate on building the mind part okay so we have three first start with spirit so many people believers are still talk, still, still saying body soul spirit because they haven't really understand the spirit yet when you understand this the, the bible never say body soul spirit paul always say in the bible spirit soul body when someone speaks body, soul, spirit, you know the person is still in the five senses first. Spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, spirit first, okay? So then the Holy Spirit, the the new spirit man born again will bring the consciousness of God to the mind, start renewing the mind from your spirit through the word of God and subduing or ruling over or reigning over the five senses that make decisions and conclusions in life. You conclude that you are poor by the five senses telling you by looking at your bank account and saying that, and the account by account in the physical realm tells you you only got five ringgit or five Singapore dollar. Then you are poor. So we rule over the five senses. When the word of God, the word of God says you are rich, God is earlier el- el- possessor of heaven, and therefore you are rich. And how you already overrule the five senses when you begin to express this true through your mouth by saying second corinthians eight nine i am rich in christ they express it and the action is in your giving if you are rich you can give if you see yourself as poor how to give see expression through the giving okay of one's thoughts and inner feelings to others The root of the word speech in Hebrew, dava. Okay, so we have learned dava, which is also in my name, Deborah. It's dava, which is the word. And that was one day when God, the uh, Holy Spirit, before I started all this, the Lord spoke to me about dava in the morning. I think it was a dream or a word. Dava, the word of God. That's why He asked me to add the name Deborah to my name, Stephanie. It means leadership. As in the expression, there's one leader or Daba in a generation, not two leaders in a generation. Leadership implies hierarchy with relative positions of up and down and thus is represented by a vertical line. So in the He, God is our one leader, one God, Daba, up, down. He is our king. He is our main leader. All right. On this earth, he appointed leaders. Okay. But in the hey, he is our leader. He is our one and only leader. So if you know Yahweh, that's Moses, when God speaks to him, he will do what God say because he recognized God as leader, as their commander in chief. And he obeyed God. If we don't see Yahweh as he is the one and only leader, we won't obey him, right? Because we will find leaders on this earth to listen to and obey. That is how sheep and shepherd, how we recognize God as leader is in him. He is the one and only commander, the Dawa, From generation to generation, there is no other God. That is represented by the vertical line. The king, and likewise every leader, rules through his power of speech. And it said, by the word of the king is his sovereignty. Which king had to come down? (laughs) Uh, The king means king. All right, you say, oh, the king. So what, what is the evidence that he's the king or the characteristic of a king? He speak. That's why Jesus, God, need to speak. Jesus need to speak only. He said, go, go find the, the, the gold coin inside the fish. He need to speak. He said, if I speak at the cross, all my uh, angels in heaven will come down. All he need to is to speak, to command. He rules by the power of speech. Still understand the pain, so important. Why many people don't want to talk, want to meditate. Because that is so powerful, that the devil stop Christians from using their power of speech of rulership. Okay, not over others, but over our five senses and the wrong thoughts, and then over the devil. Yes. The separation of action, the unattached left foot of the hay from thought, the upper horizontal line, reflects a deep truth about the nature of action. Many other thoughts. So you have the letter hay like that. The thought life. Then the king coming down. All right, Expressing the thoughts out through speech like the king. And then there is a little foot or you there, which resemble action. So you have, you, everyone can say, I got a lot of thoughts, you know, I want to serve God, I want to do this for God, I want to give God this amount, this amount, this amount, but <laughs> what happened? The, the foot, though, no action taken. Okay? No action taken. So, the head there is that God not only That's why God in Isaiah 55 says, the thoughts, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. All right, but today can be our ways through Jesus Christ. He giving us the seed, the new life to be able to obey him and to put his thoughts into action, to put his thoughts into our mind, to put his words into our hearts so that we can think like God thinks instead of always thinking opposite to God. Because the carnal mind, is enemy with God. Huh? do we realize how serious this is as believers? We allow our mind to be filled with all the wrong thoughts that are enemy with God. We don't even know what God thinks, how God thinks. Yeah? And therefore, there is no action. There is no manifestation of supernatural in our life because all we have is just up here, head knowledge. Okay, so... The servant of God experiences the ex- ex- existential gap between his thoughts and his deeds. Often he's unable to realize his inner intentions. So everyone has good intentions. They want to serve God. They want to give. But wrong thoughts. What oftentimes he's surprised by? Unexpected success. So sometimes God intervenes through. That's called Grace. <laughs> but that is a good God, right? That's why babies will always have, I want to ask God for this, ask God for that, right? It's fine. God still loves us and God still wants to take care of us, but the, time, the, the older ones are those who can reach up to others already. All things are yours. We don't have to ask God once a year, ask him for a request. The Bible says that, Everything you desire, ask in faith, and shall be yours. What, one, not two, not three, not four, not five? Every request in your heart, every desire of your heart, I will give it to you tomorrow. It's a fantastic revelation that God has given, heaven fully put it together of how good God is. So look at here first, all right? That sometimes, yes, unexpected, it's a grace of God. It's like to the children of Israel. They are so grumbling and all that, but still God bless them. In both cases, he feels the hand of God directing his deeds. The gap is the experience of divine nothing. The source of all creation indeed, something from nothing. We have now reached the combination of the sequence represented by the three letters, Gimel, Dalet, and He. So you see Gimel, Dalet, He, right? The process of giving of oneself to another. The gift, by the represented by the foot, the unattached segment of hay, when fully integrated in the receiver, becomes his own power of action and giving of himself to others. Okay, this is so as I think, right? The gift represented by the foot. So the dalit, the the poor person, you and me, without Christ, was very was poor, like a dalit, and then the gift. From hate from Gmail Jesus Christ, gave to us the dialect a food. Yeah, Philippians say what? It is I who give to you to be able to give to others. Right? Everything comes from him. So he gives and then go inside, integrated in the receiver. First we receive. Now we have the seed inside us, the life, and we now have the power of action to give of ourselves to others. That power comes from the giver. The Dalet and the He that that becomes the letter He. Even more, now he fully realizes that the ultimate effect and potency of his deeds are in truth with the Through the act of divine providence. That we are able to give because we have received he has given to us. Don't give if we don't realize he has given to you. You will be giving it out of your out of fear, out of insecurity, out of lack. Give or out of your own ability to give. We give after we receive from Gimel, Jesus. And Jesus gave his all. He gave his all himself. He didn't hold back anything from us. And from that receiving. We are able now to give to others, not from ourselves, because ourselves got conditioned. That's why it's called Ahava's love, unconditional, unconditional giving. And it's no giving without expectancy of anyone giving giving back or returning back. We're able to give the way Jesus gave because he has given to us. Divine providence is what God wants to show us. Three lines, a little bit wrapped Again, repeat, the three lines, the two lines of Dalet together with the unattached left foot are three dimensions of physical reality, the width, because Dalet is about physical physical world, physical reality. The Horizontal line, the vertical line, the length, the depth, unattached foot, there is a dimension of reality beyond initial sensory per- perception. We will do and understand. Don't worry if you cannot fully yet get it, I will summarize it. Three garments or servants of the soul, the thought, horizontal line, the speech from the heart or from the lips. Okay, so we speak from our heart, then now this one comes from your spirit already. Spirit, soul, and body, right? And action, the body is the one that carries out the action. Instead of now, a lot of believers is living from the body tell what to do, decide what to do. But now, if you have the thoughts of God all right, and the word of God from your heart, now you rule so that your your, your word from your heart will go renew your mind and give you those thoughts. And now you and say, give with joy, with, without fear. And then who would take the action? Your body, ma. <laughs> your hand had to reach into your wallet, right? <laughs> you say, I want to give, I want to give. And then the hand didn't touch anything. At all, right? So it is the action, the unattached foot. And that part is unattached because it's up to us whether to do or not to do. So in any other areas, to love, to serve or whatever. Okay, Divinity, same. Essence of God, the horizontal line that's God above everything. Trans- vertical line, the transcendent coming down to us and the imminent, the unattached foot, the action of God. So the name Yahweh, all right, or he, rather, he, the letter he means to be broken, to take seat, to behold, revelation. And you have this world breaking of the vessels and resulting plurality of creation, teacher breaking the brilliance of his comprehension for the sake of the student. The he, right, is the gimel coming down to the poor person dialect. He break break himself, all right? He humble himself. He was broken so that we don't need to be broken, broken in the spirit, right? He humble. So this is the teacher have to break down for us to comprehend. The youth, remember, God is infinite. He he cannot actually be comprehended, but he came down in a form of man so that we can understand a little bit of who God is by seeing the physical man, Jesus. If not, we cannot say, God didn't say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then we cannot understand. He came down and revealed himself in a simple way that man can see, can taste, can touch, can hear. And then he died for our redemption, for us to be born again, our spirit man, so that now we can understand God through his word. The teacher, Holy Spirit as the teacher, breaking down in a simple understanding for the comprehension for the faith of the student <clears throat> so impregnating reality with the soul of israel that is god chose israel that's why god had to in many ways help the children of israel to understand him to see him the divine revelation divinity is beholding god an ultimate revelation of the mas- 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 mashiach <laughs> or messiah savior who hates that is representing how good God is to come as the gimel and we are the Dalet to give us the food to make us complete and able to open our spiritual eyes to see how good he is that he gave of himself on the cross for us when you take the name of god and you permute it in different color, uh, different order right? it spells Havaya, and many people refer to god so you see this one okay you two and a vowel, which is the name. it's a word of being hawaiya because god brings everything into being he calls things that are not as though they are right that's who god is and as essential name is very connected to this idea of essence and being. A further manifestation of the letter He regards time. Because God, who is above time and space, brings time into being. Thus, words in Hebrew for past, present, and future all are all connected to the letter He. It's the breath of God as well. And it goes beyond time, beyond space. God's name is hinting to that all being all time, all reality is animated by God's infinite light. that's why Jesus light speaks of revelation. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. when you see me you'll be able to see God. This is the light the revelation you say so that's why there are many other so-called lights in this world and even jesus said in the bible in the last days satan will transform himself into an angel of light and the last days doesn't mean only today it is earlier many people go and think that that's the light that's the light that's the truth it's not this is jesus says i am the way the truth and the life i am the light of the world, in me in the light you shall see light, in Christ as the light you will see, as the revelation, that's why in yud He Vah He it represents a window to the light to the one true God who will give us the revelation see, see God see the goodness of God through the nail the nail points to Yahweh our creator, our God, who is almighty. Summing up, when you look at the shape of the letter He, so you, again, the three distinct lines, the breadth, the length, the height, expressions of three levels in this world, the three dimensions, and these three lines compose the form of he, Okay, uh, of thought, speech, and action. And ex- all expression will follow these three levels which is thought, speech, and action. How does one express ourselves? Thought, speech, and action. Anyone express differently? (laughs) First you have to think, then you have to speak. Then only you do the action. So, it's revealing that you are a person. An animal does not have this. They don't think, and then they don't speak, and and then act, right? That's why they are called animal. (laughs) you're a human being made in the image of god you can think you can speak and then you can act that's what makes you different that's why you are a living being or a speaking spirit and you're not an animal or a plant that doesn't think speak and act speak from the heart right so what makes you a human being a being is that you can think you can speak And you can act. That was how Adam was created. That's why he became a human being. All right? But because of sin, all went corrupted. The heart, the spirit died. The thoughts went corrupted. No more thinking the way God thinks. Thinking our own way. Or rather the devil's way. And then the action all became corrupted. As a result, they act in sin. They do the the sinful acts. You understand? So you're a human being, right? Okay, not animal. You have thought, speech, and action. God also on the level of divinity has these three levels. One is called essence. One is the transcendent nature of God, the supernatural nature of God that transcends time and space, that goes beyond time and space. And one is the imminent nature of God. In other words, there's an essence of God that transcends all time and space and all concepts. That's why when uh, Job in the Bible tried to argue with God, tried to understand God, at the end, in the last chapter, 38 or 40, God says to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, he had a conversation with uh, Job in the Bible, Do you, were you there when I created the heavens and the earth? <laughs> were you there when I, the light, when I created light and so forth? At the end, Job humbled himself and says, you are God. You want to argue with God? Sure, <laughs> lose one. Okay? Because God is God. all right. And in other words, essence of God that transcends all time and all space and all concept. You have a transcendent level of God and that as it will surround the world, then you have an imminent revelation and expression of God that fills all the world. So people say, I cannot see God. God is actually everywhere. If our spiritualized. Spiritual eyes were to be opened by God. We can see God. The Hebrew letter A. Five. I won't go into the five. It's too long. uh, Meaning? Revelation. Take seed. Life. Breath of God. And the brokenness of God. Jesus humbled himself in his love. While we were yet sinners. He came for you. He came for me. This is hey. Why it's so important? See and see again. See the hand of God. Look at the uh. Why it is you? Hey, va, hey. See, remember, low means behold. Hey, and remember Thomas in the Bible, one of the disciples after Jesus was resurrected. He was the one, when Jesus appeared to his disciples, he was not there. So he didn't see Jesus resurrected. And then when the disciples tell him that Jesus had resurrected from the dead, he said, what did he say? Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. John 20, verse 21, 25. So he was living in his senses, right? He says, unless I see. So what happened? Jesus appeared to him. And he saw the holes, the hands, that was physical seeing, okay? Of the hands, of the nails, That I mean the, the, the hole in the hands that Jesus was really the one who was nailed to the cross and then resurrected and appeared. And then what did he say? When Jesus appeared to him physically, he said, Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, my Lord, you master. My Lord, my God. But Thomas only acknowledged Jesus as my Lord and my God, Yahweh, when he saw physically. Then what did Jesus say after that? Yes. those who have not seen but believe okay. blessed are those yes. because you have seen and believe Jesus said blessed are those who have not seen physical eyes but yet they believe we are more blessed than Thomas but it was at this incident is to bring us to understand Yahweh behold the hand the youth see when you have Yahweh He moves, God has a hand upon your life and he will move, Is a supernatural God. Don't bring him down to become the God sitting on the chair or where, on the altar, a wooden God or whatever. No, he is the creator and he moved in miracle signs and wonders. That's how he delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, two million of them by the templates and parting the red sea, all showing that he is the ruler over nature, over time, over space. And then behold, see again, this God, who is so all-powerful, almighty, went to the cross, nailed to the cross. So that we today, nail means uh means connect back. Through Jesus hanging on the cross, dying on the cross, we are now connect back to God. We can now have God living inside us and God speaking to us. Behold the nail, behold the hand. It's that if our eyes were to open and see Yahweh, you, hey, wow, hey. Hey is also grace, which means undeserved. None of us deserve this power, goodness of God in our lives, the manifestation of his supernatural blessings upon blessings, favor upon favor, give upon gift through Jesus Christ. The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness was given to us so that we can rule and reign in life as kings, so that we don't no more be a bondage to the devil of Egypt, of burdens and worries so that we can enter promised land out from Egypt into the promised land. If we can behold the hand and behold the name. Imagine we don't see this, we have such a wrong understanding of God. God doesn't want to take care of me. Or maybe we think God cannot take care of me. Remember the thought life? That's why we struggle in our life to be self-made, to be independent of God. That is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Independent of God. But God said, partake of the tree of life. Go back to depend on him. Go back to see Yahweh. The goodness of God. Behold. Two times behold because mine is so blind. Probably one time, see the cross. One time, see the hand of God. The cross is a demonstration of the Ultimate unconditional love and sacrifice of Jesus Christ of God for humanity. It's at the cross, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart roll away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. A simple Song that revealed the cross. It's at the cross that we receive our sight. It's at the cross we receive revelation of who our God is, Yahweh. That was the beginning of the opening of our eyes. Sin closed the eyes, and man of man and humanity, darkness came. Darkness is Cannot see anything, cannot see God, cannot see how good God is, cannot see the promises of God that God will take care of you, Elsa. That God doesn't want us to live in fear, that God wants us to live as female, that we have received an abundance of grace and give of righteousness at the cross. May we behold the cross again and see the love of Jesus, the love of God demonstrated at the cross for each one of us that will move us, that He gave us the food. The dialect that is so poor in poverty and he gave us a foot that we can now walk and see and go and give to others the same wonderful good news of hope, of life. The seed that he put inside us can grow and bear fruit and we no longer live for ourselves because Jesus didn't live for himself. He came down. He lived alive on this earth for 33 years. For who? For each one of us. For each man and woman on this planet to redeem them, to take them out from Egypt from the burdens and cares of sin, of slavery and take us out into the promised land of milk and honey. Behold, this is Yahweh. you He This is my name forever says the Lord in Isaiah. This is my memorial unto all generations. It applies at the time of Moses, Abraham. It applies today in our time, all generations. Behold the hand, behold the name. I am Yahweh, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. I, even I, am Yahweh. And beside me, there is no saviour. And that's where the next name is Yeshua, Jesus. Maybe we will learn more again about Yeshua, We send Yahshua. But first, know Yahweh. It's through Jesus that we get to know Yahweh. But today I trust you have a deeper revelation of Yahweh, the power, the youth and the hate, the goodness of God unconditional, the revelation of who he is, open eyes, open, open like Thomas said in the Bible, blessed are those who no longer depend on your physical eyesight to see God but being born again of the spirit, we now let the Holy Spirit open our spiritual eyes day by day to see him. And our vision, our sight came from first the cross, the nail. Behold the nails. Amen. May this year, as we tonight we're going to have a Thanksgiving night. Behold the cross. Behold Yahweh. From Yahweh, the almighty good God, May our eyes, oh, oh, spiritual eyes open to see how blessed we are. Not because we have food and money, how blessed we are that we have been redeemed from the slavery of bondage, of sin, of Egypt, from carrying burdens that we will probably carry for the rest of our life if we did not know Jesus Christ and take Him as our Lord and Savior. Let tonight be an expression, right? Thought, speech from our heart and action of our thanksgiving to our Yahweh, to our God who has shown us great miracles of saving us from sin and also blessing us in this life that we can be a blessing to others. So I'll see you all tonight. May our spiritual eyes open to see Yahweh, the goodness of God. Two he's there. Two he. It's like God calling out to man. Hey, hey you there, Elsa. (laughs) Hey you there, Elijah. Hey you there. Behold, see, see him. See the good God. Don't let the devil Turn your eyes to see. God is not real. God doesn't care. I need to do all things by myself. No, see, God wants us to come to him. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. You hey, bah, hey, will give you the rest, the peace, the joy that this world cannot give. As we rest in him and trust him. With our lives, and we're able to go into the world and bring forth the revelation of who Jesus is to the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, God bless all of you. <laughs> Do come in tonight.